How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. Hey, this is Brad, and I'm back again with another exciting show. And, you know, before I get into today's topic, which you may already know what it is because you clicked the button to listen and you've already read the headline. So we're going to talk about consulting and high-ticket sales with Russ Rufino. But before I get into that, I actually need some help. So since I've got your attention, I want to let you know I'm actually hiring, looking for an intern or a marketing assistant to work with me on a big new project that is being launched off the ground. And I'm looking for... Uh, two types of people. One would be, I've actually got some resources here in uh, the webmaster, the technical role who understands all aspects of uh, the tech side, but I'm always looking for new uh, resources there. So if you if you are that person or you know that person, uh, send me an email to askbrad at Bacon Wrapped Business. But also, more importantly, I'm looking for kind of an all-around marketing intern or assistant to help me with a variety of projects. None of them are too highly technical, but you must be uh, you know, resourceful, pretty smart on your feet, takes directions, very eager to learn uh, and you know, as well as, you know, kind of follow some directions and I can give you directions and you can just go do them. Uh, This will be a part-time role. I don't need anybody full-time, but I'm working on the launch of a very exciting e-commerce product and with a ton of potential here. And I'm doing a lot of things. Uh, I figured I would reach out to you guys, my audience, and ask you if you knew anybody or you are that person and you'd like to uh, you know, you'd like to talk to me about this and potentially lend your hand. It is, um, well, I'm not going to go into all the details of what it is right now. Once more, I'm looking for an, either an intern or a marketing assistant. You can send me your resume with, and it doesn't, dude, I'm not a big corporate guy. Just send me a basic resume of what you've been working on and what your skill set is. If you do have a, a, a good resume, send it to me. Um, ask Brad at baconwrappedbusiness.com and just put in the subject line. Uh, marketing intern or marketing assistant or webmaster, anything like that. And I read all those. That is my personal email. So I'll check it out and we'll see if there's a fit. So that is that. Now let's get into the heart of today's discussion. So I invited Russ Rufino to be on the show. Russ is the founder of Clients on Demand, which is a client attraction system for high-end consultants, coaches, professionals. He's built a multi-million dollar business helping these experts, coaches, consultants, thought leaders, service professionals create simple, strong, and repeatable marketing and sales processes that attract the perfect clients. His average client raises their prices a thousand percent or more after working with him. And once they're up and running, they attract five to ten new potential clients every single day. Russ has got a tremendous system, and I invited him on here because, as you'll hear, I, I do consulting, and this is part of my business. However, Russ has a different 
approach to it, and I really liked it. So I wanted to bring him on and pick his brain a little bit and find out, you know, see if I can fill in some of the gaps in my knowledge. So if you are an expert, a coach, a consultant, or a thought leader, or you charge prices to individuals and you want to potentially raise your prices, you're going to want to listen very closely. This is not your typical podcast where I just ask very basic questions and uh, keep it very, very 30,000 foot view. I have personal curiosity, so I'm going to ask those questions. Without any hesitation, let me switch over to the interview with me and Russ. Okay, so Russ, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, great, man. I'm terrific. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to have you on here. As I said, you know, we've never met in person, but I've followed you around. I'm in your I'm in your Facebook group, The Art of High Ticket Selling, and I've seen some of the things that you've done really helping you know, helping coaches and consultants and and other people as well just understand how to uh, how to increase their prices, serve at a higher level, and make you know their lives a, a lot easier. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to diving into this because I've got some, I've got some questions. I've been doing a lot of consulting really uh, in the past three years myself. So I've got a lot of curiosity about you know some of the methods that you found work the best for you and for some of your you know your clients and your students and your friends. But um, tell me, how long have you been, uh, you know, a little bit of backstory here, you know, what were you doing prior to this? What's, you know, what's kind of your genesis story? Oh, man. So from uh, age 21 to age 31, I was bartending, believe it or not, Um, bartending up in L.A. I live down in Newport now, but uh, at the time I was bartending in L.A., I, you know, I I went up to to, uh, Los Angeles to go to UCLA to study acting at, uh, at at UCLA School of Theater, Film, and Television, I did that, and then um, from age twenty one to thirty one, I was doing the like actor slash <laughs> slash bartender thing, nice. and then um, I turned thirty, and I just was like, you know, like so many people do, I looked at my life and I was just like, okay, I cannot be the guy who is bartending when he's like forty or even thirty five. I was like, I just like it hit, totally. you know, it hit my limit. Um, it's a young man's world. Yeah, it was just like it was just like look, I gotta I gotta do something good with my life. I mean, this is you know this is crazy. So um, you know, and then look, and there's some people that you know all they want to do is is bartend. They love bartending. They live to bartend. I have buddies fine, who are yeah. like mixologists. It's like their art form, but that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, you know, I read uh, one day when I was on break, I walked into Barnes and Noble, came across the uh, Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss, started reading it. And uh, was just blown away. Was just blown away by this whole idea that you could create an online income and a, and a passive online income. I had no idea that was even possible until I read that book. I'd never heard of it. That was that was absolutely my inspiration as well. I had <laughs> long story short, I uh, I was working. I had, a, I had a job at Prudential Investments, and I was an analyst, and um, it just so happened that a friend of mine recommended the book the exact same month. Like, I read the book, and within two weeks after that, I got laid off my job. And it, I tell you, this was the universe working, because after I read that book, yep. I said, oh, I'm never going back. I will never create a resume again. Yep. That's so, exactly what I said. I um, threw together a... Uh, my very first information product um i say threw together but i thought it was pretty damn good mm-hmm. started selling it online started selling it successfully and um you know i think i had made one sale and i had like 500 dollars in the bank and i you know my rent was due in two weeks but i walked into my bargaining job and i just quit 
and I just knew that because you got I a taste, it, right? You got a taste. Of yeah, it. I knew. I knew that. Well, I knew that if I could devote all of my energy to it, that I could really make it work. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I and I did. I, that first year, I probably made about ten times as much as I'd ever made as a bartender. <laughs> so it was it was an amazing thing. Nice. Yeah, but you saw a lot less women because you were sitting there in your underwear at your kitchen table <laughs> on your computer, right? Yeah, it's like son of a bitch. I, mean, well, I miss the people. The woman who is now my wife at the time, but we weren't married then. We had just kind of, we had just sort of, um, you know, just started dating. But it, it, you're absolutely right. It is true. Like, you know, you go from bartending and you're, you're meeting people, you're seeing people all day, every day, you're interacting with new people. It's a lot of fun. I go, I start my online business, I quit my bartending job, and I'm working behind the computer for like nine months. And, uh, you know, Sarah, who is now my wife, comes up to me. She's like, hey, Russ, you, you don't want to go, you want to go to a party? We got a party to go to, a, you know, baby shower or something. I forget what it was. But we go, and like, I was just socially. You're like, how do like, people? There, I gotta like, talk to people. Yeah, I'm like, I was doing that thing where like I'm standing there talking to people, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands because oh, I'm like yeah. so, I was like so awkward, and I was just like, oh my god, I I went from talking to people every single day to not speaking to anybody in person for like nine months. It was yeah, crazy. I used to call it the bat cave, you know, just sitting yeah. in there. I was the exact same way because I was doing like external sales and a lot of external stuff and then once I was laid off and then I was working, I used to say like, hey, internet marketing is great. I work 18 hours a day so I can make money while I sleep. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I uh, dude, I get it. So anyway, so you you got into the info product game very much like you know. So far, we we've kind of got a little bit of a similar path. So keep going. I'm fascinated. Oh yeah, so I got into the info product game. Was selling things um, at a low ticket price first in in different niches, but then eventually I realized like, look, I'm really good at the marketing aspect of things, and people were asking me to teach them the online marketing side of things. So I um, moved into that niche. Started doing launches, started releasing products, and the products were really well received. And we would do launches, and we would sell a thousand copies or two thousand copies. But um, you know, a, a couple things really started to bother me. Um, number one, not a lot of people who bought my stuff would ever do anything with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they would go through the product and they would be like, "This is tremendous! I love it." Maybe a handful of people would go and use it and get some really amazing results. Everyone else would just get it, and it would just end up collecting cyber dust on their hard drive. And I, I, you know, I later found out that's like a really common problem. I mean, I got a ton of products on my hard drive I haven't even looked at. You probably do too. Yeah, um, it's kind of funny when we, we get frustrated as product creators that people don't go through our stuff. And then we look at all the stuff that we haven't gone through that we've spent money on. And we're like, nah, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's human nature. Well, I think some people don't want people to go through their stuff though. Like I yeah. think there's people out there that put out a product and they kind of know it sucks. Yeah. But they know that if they price it low enough, no one's ever going to do anything with it anyway. So no yeah. one's ever going to find out how bad it is. That's a good point. So, <laughs> but for me, I, like I knew this stuff was good. It's just, it's just nobody was really – it was very difficult to get people to take action. And so I really thought about this and I realized like, hey, wait a minute. At the time, I had a gym membership at 24-Hour Fitness in Los Angeles. I think my gym membership was like $29 a month. Mm-hmm. And I looked at myself and I was like, you know what? I haven't gone to the gym in six months. Maybe the reason I haven't gone to the gym in six months is because I'm only paying 29 bucks for it. Yeah. And I started to think to myself, wait a minute. So I joined a more expensive gym, got a personal trainer, and then I started going all the time. And I started to think to myself, okay, wait a minute. This we- is the thing. Weird how that when happens, people- isn't it? Yeah, crazy how that happens. Like, you- I was like, so look, what would happen? If I flip this whole model on its head and instead of taking a product that was $27 or $97 or whatever and trying to do a big launch and sell 1,000 copies or 2,000 copies, what if I just flip the script? What if I change the price so that I was pricing my offers at 4,000, 6,000, 8,000, 10,000, whatever 
and only working with like 20 or 30 people a month. You know, how much more of a, how much better of an experience could I give to those clients? How much more motivated clients would I attract? And how much more of a commitment would I get from them? Because now they've got skin in the game. Now they're like super invested. And so I did that and shut down all my low ticket products, turned off all my low ticket stuff and just went for those those 20 or 30 high paying customers every single month. And uh, the difference has been night and day. Like people, you know, a good result for me when I did a launch would be if I had a, a client who came back to me and said, oh man, you know, I was one of the, you know, thousand guys who bought your launch and I, you know, I made $12,000 this month. And I was like, oh man, that was like the coolest thing ever. Um, but now with the high ticket world that I'm in, you know, I've had clients come into my six week workshop, launch a, a brand new uh, $5,000 offer and sell like 42 copies of it within the first six weeks and pull in like $210,000. So it's like the the experience is just night and day where now it's like almost everybody takes action and almost everybody gets an amazing result and almost everybody just really goes for it. So for me, it's a lot more satisfying. Yeah, well, when people got skin in the game, they they tend to perform because it hurts a lot more not to, right? It's uh, I know I've actually done this in the past where I was trying to get in, in shape and um, I, I made a bet with a buddy I said I will, and I put this in writing. I actually create. I wrote a check for it, and I said I will. Um, I was doing like a ninety-day challenge, and I said I will donate a thousand dollars to the Westboro Baptist Church. You know that total hate church. God oh, hates. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah. If I, yeah. If I don't hit a certain goal by you know in ninety days, I will donate a thousand dollars to them. And obviously, I hate them. Like that's the last thing in the world I want to do. I was like, and I'll do a press release about it. So I was putting. I was making it painful to to fail and that's exactly what high ticket offers are too when you get somebody you really are able to dial in uh you know the the value you can bring to actually having the result people will um the people who pay for it they'll take action more often than not i'm sure you've seen that yeah yeah and that's what we found and since i made that change like um my income is a lot more steady because now it's not based on launches where you know you do a launch you make a bunch of money and then there's nothing for like four months and then you have to do another launch and, and you know so I'm out of that launch game my business completely runs itself so like I don't have to depend on affiliates or JV partners or anything like that like you would if you were doing launches because you buy you buy and, traffic to it right you do successful yeah, yeah, like yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah, ads yeah. etc yeah. well cool. the model's really simple so we send traffic um, from from Facebook or, or Twitter or some social media site to uh, you know we run an ad on Facebook or Twitter the ad takes them to a registration page for a webinar they register they watch the webinar and on the webinar we give them some really great perspective on their problems and what's going on and and, and you know begin to to show them that hey there is a solution if you really want to do something about this and then at the end of the webinar we just invite them to uh, reach out if they want to work with us so it's like the whole process only has four steps but you know we're bringing in like you know 20 30 plus high paying clients every single month depending on how many I want to take on so it's um you know, it's a really cool thing. It's That's really awesome. simple and elegant, and and just it just works, man. It's just clean. Nice. Now, have you have you kept your like your offer basically to the, the one main flagship thing, which is I will teach you how to do this, or do you have multiple high ticket offers out there? Like I'll teach you how to do this and this and this, or have you kind of kept it nice and streamlined? Well, so my philosophy um, is solve the problem. You yeah. know, like I don't want to have any offers out there unless I know that that offer can solve the problem. And in my case, my business is around how do you get high paying clients consistently. So I designed an offer that would solve that problem. And so right now, that's our only offer. Um, we're cooking up another one right now um, that would be like a like a much, much, much more high ticket offer 
somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty, sixty thousand dollars, and that would be a one-year mastermind. But that would be specifically for people that are already doing ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month, and they want to get to one million, two million dollars a year, and want to crack that million-dollar barrier. So that's going to be a more high-ticket offer. Mm-hmm. But for right now, it's just the one offer, man. We've had one offer for two years, <laughs> and. Uh, and and that's it. You know, it's our high ticket signature offer. It's our flagship offer. Nice. So I want to talk about. So you, like you just mentioned, you've got some people you've seen who are just killing it. Like, would you say they're doing like started an offer, like a five thousand dollar offer, and all of a sudden sold like forty nine. Yeah. What are? Because I'm always curious about this. Because the ones that I always see, the ones that you, well, you're you're different because you're actually showing people how to do this. But the ones I always see are a lot of my friends and a lot of the people who are teaching this. And I see a lot of the just business related high ticket offers. And I know that there's a lot of high ticket offers um, in the just in other spaces besides how to make money. What are some? Like I could ask you a bunch of them. Oh yeah, there's a fitness coach that and the other. Yeah, that's not as surprising. What's some of the most surprising success stories that you're like, son of a bitch? I'm really, I'm excited, a little bit surprised that that worked. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm making this up. Like a hey, high ticket offer for how to crochet or whatever. And it doesn't have to be. <laughs> doesn't have to be well, like okay, th- so that's an extreme so example. Right. So I mean, like, look. I suppose you could charge a high ticket price for anything you want as long as you can get people to pay it. Um, but. We always, when we're looking to take on a client, we're always asking ourselves, okay, what is the outcome that this person provides? So in other words, what is the big problem that this person solves? It could be a life problem, it could be a relationship problem, it could be a business problem. But if it doesn't solve a major problem, we usually will not take that person on as a client. Okay. Because it's like, look, can you sell a $5,000 course on how to crochet? Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. But To like our, one person out yeah. there? Yeah. Right. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if yeah, it's like if I'm, if I'm a multimillionaire and I'm like, I want to learn crocheting from the best. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'll plunk down five grand. But um, yeah. So the, the clients that we take on are people that are solving a major life or business challenge. And if you're solving a major life or business challenge, then I believe that you should charge a price that is commensurate with the value that you actually deliver. Right. So like, you know, if your relationship is falling apart, what is it worth? To have your relationship get fixed. You know, if you can't get new clients in the door, what's it worth to be able to do that? If you're working too hard in your business, what's it worth to be able to overcome that? So we do see some some off the wall kind of stuff. We see people doing like um really spiritual stuff, um mm-hmm. like mindset stuff, um a lot some people doing energy stuff, that kind of thing. But the main thing is that it's always geared towards solving a big problem. So it's never ever like, hey, you know, Kundalini yoga, come learn Kundalini yoga. It's five grand. That's never the pitch. It's always connecting what it is that you do with the problems that you solve. So the, the biggest revelation that I had when I started selling high ticket was I realized that at a high ticket price, okay, so first of all, at a low ticket price, you can get people so excited that they just say, screw it, I'm going to give it a shot, you know, and that'll go $27, you know, $197 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you get to a high ticket offer, they're not buying their way into something. They're buying their way out of something. Great point. That was a big shift. That was a really big shift for me because, you know, in internet marketing, it's like you just try to build up all this excitement around the offer. Okay, there's 50 million bonuses. And if you act now, yeah. you know, I'm going to come to your house and I'll wash your car or whatever. You know, it's like you're just trying to get people so pumped up. But with a, with a high ticket sale, it's a, just it's a much deeper it's almost the exact opposite i mean you're doing i think you're doing more disqualifying 
then yeah. you are qualifying. Like, yeah, I can absolutely help you. You know, this is a – I forget who told me this years ago, uh, but it was a cool shift for me just like what you just said, um, which was when people are buying low-dollar offers, they're – there's a uh, there's a trust question, right? They're, and they're asking, or a confidence issue, like, okay, do I have confidence or trust that Russ's info product, his ebook, is going to do what it says it's going to do for me? But when you start, when you ask somebody for five thousand or ten thousand or whatever, uh, the, the, they're no longer, if they're even considering working with you, they're no longer consi- thinking, do I trust that Russ's offer is going to do this for me? They're they're thinking, will I do what it takes? To get the results, all right. So now they they have to ask themselves that question: like, do I trust myself to take this step? Because I, yeah. if they're even considering you, they've already uh, okay. You've got the credibility. I think you've got the answer, and they're they're going over this in their head. So it's, uh, do I have what it takes? Will I make the time? Will I follow through? Not will Russ's ebook be complete? Yeah, and there's a lot of people out there that for one reason or another, they don't want to solve the problem. It's mm-hmm. too scary. If they actually, you know what I mean? If the problem, for example, is how to get more customers, right? There's a lot of people out there that would be terrified if they did get more customers, <laughs> and that's the reason that they don't have any. Yeah, taxes, so, man. Paying those taxes, right, it right. sucks. <laughs> and so it's this whole like cycle of you know, a lot of people in the, in the marketplace, they put out these, these products and these, these workshops and events and things that aren't really designed to solve the problem. They just kind of teach you about it. They just give, you know, lay a bunch of information on you and then send you on your way. And if you're somebody that's a dabbler, that's probably all you want. Yep. You know, oh, cool. Yeah, I got some information. Got a nice warm feeling in my stomach. Really feel like I did something good today. And that's all you want. But that's not who I want to work with. I want to work with the people that are dead serious about figuring this stuff out. Mm-hmm. And so... As a result, you know, it requires a more serious pitch and a, and a more serious conversation. Yeah. So now you see a lot of people – well, let me, let me back up before I go there. So that, like you said, I want to reiterate the, the model is find the audience. Let's say social media where you can buy ads. Send them to a webinar. Give them a you know a valuable webinar. Invite them to help you know solve the problem and jump on the phone where the you know typically there's a phone sale that's done. And then you enroll them in whatever your your consulting, coaching, whatever your high yeah. ticket offer is. It could be anything. It could be like a finite class. It could be work with you one on one or in groups. Mm-hmm. Is there? Um, is there when it comes to the fulfillment side? Is there one side that you tend to, um, oh, I guess recommend people do more often? Because I know where you know the mistakes. I want to say the mistakes I've made in doing consulting is I got really deep with fewer clients, so I made good money with them, and I still do. But it it starts to monopolize my time, and it's completely impossible to scale. And I've made you know right. I've kind of made that bed and had to kind of unmake it and. Sometimes lie in it, but uh, do you tend to tell people to leverage themselves with group coaching or uh, you know any specific model? What's your favorite? Well, so from the beginning, and I love that you brought up that point of scale because from the beginning, scale was very important to me. You know, when I was designing this business and trying to figure out how to make it work, I thought to myself, "Well, look, there can't be any roadblocks in the company that would stop us from scaling as far as we want to scale." So that really made a lot of decisions become clear. It made me realize, okay, look, well, 
if I'm going to do one-on-one coaching, right, you can only take on so many clients if you're doing one-on-one coaching. You know, you're still trading time for dollars, but you're trading it at a, at a really high level. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can yeah. make a hell of a lot of money doing one-on-one coaching, but you're still trading time for dollars. So I had to look at this and say, okay, look, obviously, you know, you can tell by now, my whole approach is based on solving the problem, right? That's what we base our pricing on. That's what we base everything on. So it's got to solve the problem, and it's got to solve the problem in a profound way, and it's got to solve the problem efficiently and quickly. Um, but it also has to do it in a way that's scalable for me. So the way that we've sort of figured out is the best way to do that is to use an online group coaching model. And this works because if I talk to most coaches, consultants, and service providers, right? Because a lot of coaches and consultants, they think, oh, man, dude, every client is different. Every, you know what I mean? I can't, I can't have a group program because totally. people come to me and they have all kinds of different problems and stuff. Well, if you dig a little deeper usually what they'll tell you is I'll, I always ask this question like, okay 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 listen 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 are you completely designing a brand new approach for each and every client who comes your way or are you covering about 80% <laughs> of the same stuff with every client and then maybe 20% you're customizing and the answer is always yeah it's about 80% of the same stuff totally. so it's like okay great so if that's the truth then that means you're repeating yourself over and over and over and over again with every single client just going over that 80% again and again and again so it's like look take the 80% that's the same for every client put that into some online training so that you don't have to repeat yourself they can just watch the videos and learn it and then have some kind of live Q&A or live interaction where they can get that customization and get those tweaks to take the stuff you're teaching them and apply it to whatever their specific details of their problem are. Right. And then do you typically, because I know you can do this in a finite way, because obviously if you're if you're creating content, I mean, you could just keep it going on and on, like, hey, every week or every month, whatever, I'm going to create a new video for you to watch. Uh, do you try to keep yours, like you, you mentioned earlier, like a six-week program? Typically, yeah. So actually, it's ours. Is I might have misspoke before. Ours is eight weeks. Eight weeks. I'm sorry. But but, but yeah. So you look at the, you look at the problem these people have. Okay, what mm-hmm. is point A where they are right now, and what's point B where you want to get them to? So point A where they have this terrible problem, and point B where they don't have it anymore. And then I look at it and I say, okay, well, what are the steps on the path from point A to point B? And each step of that journey will be one week of my program. And so you come in. The training in the members area teaches you whatever it is you need to learn to make that jump. And then in my program, we have two live Q&A sessions a week. We actually do ours on Mondays and Thursdays where I am there you know, personally answering whatever questions people have. And my, my whole team is there too. So um, you know, what we teach is a little it's, – it's pretty complex. I mean to, to get more clients, there's a lot that goes into that. You know, We teach Facebook ads. We teach Twitter ads. We teach how to do a great webinar. We teach a lot of different stuff. So the Q&A calls, I'm there, and also my whole team is there. So the mm-hmm. woman who does my traffic, she's there answering nice. people's traffic questions. You know, the guy who um, you know, is in charge of my, my sales team, he's there answering any questions people have about you know, how to get on the phone and, and, and sign people up. So, By the way, you just bring up something cool. great. Yeah, you brought up something yeah. great, and I hope my listeners are taking um, – you know, are really listening to this. So you, can, you don't have to do everything. You can bring in your co-coaches or you know, specialists like, yeah, today we're going to talk about Facebook advertising. And as the business owner, you may not be the one who runs your Facebook advertising, but you don't lose any credibility. In fact, you may gain credibility by saying, yeah, this is Joe Schmo over here who runs all my stuff and he's going to teach and, and talk and do the Q&A today. So I think you're, you're giving them more resources and access to people they normally wouldn't get. So I think that's brilliant. And it takes a yeah, lot of the weight you can, off of you. I can, yeah, yeah, because the thing is, like, I'm good at Facebook ads, but 
I hate I hate them. I hate everything about them. Oh, I hate the running Facebook ad campaigns. I oh. hate it. And um, Adrian, who's this incredible, brilliant traffic strategist who does my traffic, she loves it. She yeah. loves it. She loves getting in there. She loves creating ads. She loves all the new features they have and stuff. She just really likes it. I just don't. So it's like, how good am I going to be? You know, even if I'm good at it, but how how good am I going to be at teaching something that I hate? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you could, it's better for me to have her come in and say, "Hey guys, there's a new you know Facebook just rolled out this new thing, and I'm super excited about it." You know, instead of me going, "Oh God, okay guys, so this new there's this new feature that Facebook rolled out. We all have to get our heads around it." Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Totally you know, and, and you know, you could quite literally, if you are not. And I, and I know this is a big problem for people, especially when it comes to charging 10 times what they're used to, um, is that feeling of, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, and we could talk about this an entire show, but um, w- what you just brought up, like the other extreme example that you really could do, is you could come up with something, um, an eight-week program, and every single week you're bringing on another expert a topic expert. Let's just say it's, you know, how to, uh, yeah, how to do this. You don't ever really have to be the, you could almost be the host. Like I could do this with, you know, a different guest every single week. Um, but because you're bringing them on, you're facilitating still the exact same path that the person is going down. Um, it, it's, it just shows what can, what is possible by collaboration and creative thinking. Oh, sure, yeah. And as long as you structure it in such a way that it will solve the problem Bingo, rather than just being like matters. a general – because, you know, a lot of times that people try to do that and it becomes like a general overview where it's like yeah. you got Dave teaching his take on things and Charlie teaching his take on things and on and on. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. If you can map out the steps to solve the problem and then each week you bring in somebody who teaches that particular thing that they're incredible at and you provide support that goes along with it, I mean, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, because I know that's actually been one of the things I have never – to this day created a, like a, one of those finite classes where you're going to learn this from A to Z. And w- what you said actually just did – it was made me slap my forehead and go, oh, yeah, um, because even though I, I have you – know, with my clients that I, you know, that I manage and I oversee, spend well over $100,000 a month on Facebook. But I'm not building the ads. And here I'm thinking, oh, man, would I have to create a, a module no. on how to – I was like, no, hell no, I wouldn't have to do that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's genius. I love the fact that you said that. The, um, t- t- tell me this. What are some of the – because this is my personal curiosity. Uh, what are some of the hot – in business, in, in, in the business high-ticket stuff – I know you're teaching you know people how to get high ticket clients you know the whole soup to nuts process of uh, of mm-hmm. charging a lot. What are some of the other hot buttons that you see? You don't have to name any names or get too specific, but are there any other hot buttons besides you know the the super generic how to grow your business versus how to master Facebook ads? Like that's the super specific ones. What right. are some of those other specific problems that you see out there that people are successfully tackling? And I ask for both selfish reasons, but also for my listeners who might be listening and thinking, well, I'm good at a handful of things, but would anybody really pay for that? You know? So it could jog the brains. Like the acid test is, can you create a consistent outcome that people really want? And that's a yes or no question. You know, it's like you either can or you can't. And if you know that you can, and it's an outcome that people really want that solves a big problem, then I think you can charge a high ticket price for that. Right. Um, but the flip so side of that is what are some of those what are some of those okay, outcomes yeah, some of those that you're okay, seeing? So like, okay, so I'm hesitant I will answer this question, but I'm hesitant to answer your question. I want you to understand why. Okay. Um, 
the old way of doing info product stuff, at least the way that I used to do it and the way I used to see people do it, is we would ask ourselves, okay, what's hot right now? Yeah. What do people really want to know? Oh, people, people, everyone's excited about Twitter. Okay, great. 50 million guys came out with a product about Twitter. And um, you know, some of them weren't even using Twitter. They didn't even know what they were doing with it. But they knew it was hot and they knew they could make a buck and they would roll out the product you know, and whatever and more power to them. But with this – it's really got to be from the inside out. Yeah. You really have to look at what is my skill set and what are the problems that I can solve and then you know create something that kind of flows organically from that. So you don't really look at what the need is in the marketplace and then try to meet it because maybe you can and maybe you can't. But to me, that's going like, oh man, there's a lot of people who need um, you know open heart surgery, so I'm gonna open up an open heart surgery clinic. You know, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You know, you better be a, you better be a vascular surgeon if you're gonna do that. Right. So, um, well, and, right. and just to interject, so one of the reasons that this popped into my head is because I have always considered myself a an unbelievable generalist. So I, my, my, my intellectual curiosity and my experience, I have done a little bit of everything. I, there's probably right. nothing that I haven't had my hands in. I don't, and I know that uh, my clients and some of my friends will tell you, oh no, this is what you're really, really good at. But I don't have that one thing that I'm like, oh, I am better than anybody right. at this shit, right? No, no, no. That's cool. That's cool. I know, I know exactly what you're saying. And this is where you are. Brad, believe it or not, is is where most of the people who come into my, my program are. Like, I, I can imagine. look at you. I can look at your track record, and I can tell you're really, really, really good. I mean, you know what you're doing, but you 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 don't have it narrowed down yet to like what is that one problem that I solve. Mm -hmm. So, believe it or not, we spend the whole first week of my program just focusing on that. And so, there's a lot of things. So, like this would be a, a back and forth conversation between you and me. But like, so like for example. Um, what is your best client case study? Like, what is the, the client that you're probably most proud of? And if you can't talk about your clients, that's cool. You don't have to say the specifics. But like, what did you help that client achieve? Yeah. So, so this is hard because with my clients, I've gotten so involved. Sometimes managing, you know, the entire strategy. Like, so I'm mm -hmm. I'm I'm unbelievably good, and I know this at at. Set, I can see the entire big picture setting up the strategy of what needs to happen getting rid of the getting rid of the uh, the crap that just like no this won't this is not the you know kind of the 80 20 right I can find the 20% that's going to get us 80 and I can design the path that'll get us there pretty darn well even though I'm not the one who's necessarily going in and executing all of it sometimes I do um so I can think of one client who's like doubled their money or I'm sorry, we doubled the revenue in the past uh, year that we've been working together, which has been awesome. But I've there's not one thing that we did. It's just optimizing and going through and changing everything. Uh, there is, however, you know, my favorite success story is when I had a client in the dating niche who came to me and he's like, ah, I want more high ticket clients and I told him how to reframe exactly what he's doing and uh, instead of selling by the hour a few hundred bucks an hour I told him to sell by the exactly what you're doing right so yeah reframing it I come from the more the creative and copy and persuasion side is my skill set and he immediately went out applied what I said and got a client to pay him thirty four thousand dollars as opposed to three hundred an hour and he paid him that in one month for, okay, for dating advice. So I was like, I didn't even think I did that great of a job. I just told you what I would have done, and I guess that was magically delicious. For Okay, right. So we could kick – if you were in the program, right, we would kick this back and forth for a while. But like I think you, you know, an outcome that you could provide would be something like you know, how to get, I don't know, 3,500% more uh, revenue from the marketing materials you're already using. Mm -hmm. You know I like what I mean? That, yeah. like, to me, that's a huge hook. 
nobody else is teaching that. Everyone else is teaching like how to, you know, how to get new business in the door. But it's like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're gonna take a look at the stuff I'm already doing, and you're gonna make it so much better that it creates, you know, whatever, three times, ten times, whatever it is, as much income for me as that is right now. Done. Let's rock and roll. And you could have, you know, a five, six, eight, ten thousand dollar offer where you just walk people through that process. You know, here's what your emails need to look like. And you, what you do is you give them the concepts in the program. And then you give them the specifics, you know, you tailor everything specifically to each individual. And that could be really, really cool. I and mean, that would be a really kick ass program. I see what you're saying. You give them the general, then you work a little bit with them more one on one to kind of more get a little bit more specific with it. And right. so, so obviously, like, if I do that, I can charge even more money. Yeah. Well, so like, for example, in my program, right? Like, people, you know, a big part of our strategy is webinars, right? Yeah. So I teach people my step by step strategy for creating a kick ass webinar, right? So mm -hmm. people follow that strategy, they create their own webinar, but then they send it to me. I go through it, I critique it. You know what I mean? I tweak it, totally. I rewrite it, I say, hey, no, you, for your offer, I think it'd be really cool if you said this. You know, so I'm, I'm giving them the specific, I'm custom tailoring everything so that it's just right for them. And it doesn't take me very much time. I mean, you show me a webinar script, I can take it from, you know, pretty yeah. good to totally outstanding in about, you know, 20 minutes. So to me, it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's easy, but it's super leveraged. Whereas if I was just the webinar guy and every client who came in, I had to say, okay, so, uh, you know, Nick, I'm going to teach you exactly how to do a great webinar. So slide one should be this. And I had to teach that over and over and over and over again. I mean, I'd like jump off a cliff, you know, so um, so that's how you do it. So, I mean, so like we could go back and forth about this with with your expertise, but that right there, that would be a great problem. And that would be a really terrific outcome that you could deliver. I love it. No, that that is good, and that's see, that's one of the things that sometimes I think, you know, even myself who does consult and I do high ticket stuff but I have a hard time sometimes wrapping my brain around my myself it's always harder to look in the mirror mm -hmm. and so you know you know how many of us out there uh, we can't solve our own problem we have the same problems as our clients but we we can't solve our own problems <laughs> we, our clients are great but then we're we look at our shit and we're a mess we're like oh what? No, it's how so true happen? it's so true every time I, every time I have somebody come in the program that like is a I don't know dating coach or relationship coach like their relationships are always a disaster like oh 100%. I, uh, I mean it's just, it's, uh, it's like <laughs> it's just, it's a crazy thing no yeah that's completely true um okay so what oh, can I say one other thing let yeah, me say one other do. thing too if you've got a big broad skill set like you do mm -hmm. I know you know a lot of people think to themselves oh man I can't narrow myself down to one thing well look you're not pigeonholing yourself for the rest of your life it's just for this particular offer, yep. okay? So like how to get, you know, I don't know, 3,500% more money out of the marketing materials you're already using. That would be one offer, right? Mm -hmm. And you could roll with that. You could run that workshop. But let's say you wanted to create another program, um, you know, helping people uh, work half as much time in their business without losing any revenue. That would be a different offer. So it's like one offer solves one problem, you know? So you could have yeah. one workshop about one thing, another Specificity workshop about another thing. Specificity is key. Yeah, so it's not but I just I want you I want to I just want to be clear like if you did decide to make a course about that yeah, that wouldn't not. be like the only thing you ever teach for the rest of your life. Oh yeah, you're not marrying it. I love that. Yeah. Exactly. Are there are there any uh are there any other ones cuz kind of kind of goes back to the other question, but are there are there any let's just say students or clients that you are really proud of of what they were able to do like wow, that's uh you know, that's just been amazing. And you know, whether it's in the dating, health, wealth, relationship niche or whatever, and they just kind of went from, um, 
you know, slinging info products or whatever to now doing, like, like you said, like a million dollars a year or more? Yeah, for sure. Tons of them. So the, the client I mentioned before um, who rolled out the $5,000 offer and sold 42 copies of it, she was in kind of an interesting market. Um, she was teaching, she was teaching a, a marketing to small local businesses, but small local businesses in the Spanish-speaking market. Which I thought was very, very hmm, interesting yeah. because it wasn't, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't that some of the businesses were, were overseas, some of them were, you know, were here in the States, but it was just so cool that, you know, she, she went into that market with it was just local businesses and just Spanish speaking and was able to just crush it with this, you know, with this incredible offer. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I mean, we've had people in PR, we've had people in, um, you know, like mindset coaching, personal development, um, business development we've even had people coming in spiritual development that have done really well so it's like the only thing that really counts is do you have the ability to solve a painful problem the way in which you solve it you know some people like for example solve relationship difficulties by using um hypnotherapy other people solve relationship difficulties by using you know talk therapy other people use you know i don't know yoga or who knows but as long as it solves a problem and solves it for real, we can show you how to position it so that the how doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter how you get that result. What matters is that you can get it. Yeah. You know what people, I mean? People won't pay the big dollars to satisfy curiosity. Like, oh, this would be nice to know about astrology. Yeah. But if, yeah, but want, if they know how to, how to use your star sign to meet the love of your life in six months or less, three months or less, whatever, that's a specific issue that some people out there would probably pay a lot of money for if you, yeah. know, you have the ability to to do that. Now, what's um, are, are there any people that uh, you've either taught or worked with or even yourself? Like what's the highest ticket you've seen sold you know, with your model, you mentioned potentially like a fifty thousand dollar course or whatever, where it's uh, you know add a webinar to a, a phone call. Are there any? Yeah. So normally, when when you're talking about a fifty thousand dollar program or sixty thousand dollar program, generally what those tend to be are one year masterminds. And so normally, the business model that people will use if they want to have a fifty or sixty thousand dollar offer, right, is they won't pull people. Um, like I wouldn't pull people cold traffic right off a webinar into a one-year program because mm-hmm. it's like, look, I know a little bit about them. I only know what I've been able to ascertain in a 45-minute phone call. Um, so it's like, do I really, am I 100% positive I want to work with this person for a year? Maybe, maybe not. So most of the time what you will do is you get the people, you know, you, they click the ad, they come to the webinar, they get on the phone with you. On the phone, you enroll them into your eight-week workshop or your six-week workshop, you know, your $5,000 offer, your $6,000 offer. You work with them over the course of the eight weeks, and then at the end of the eight weeks, you can cherry-pick the very best, coolest clients that you're most excited about and, and hand-invite them into your $50,000 programs, your $60,000 programs, and so on. Yeah, that's interesting you say that. And this, I can't believe literally that this just popped into my mind. Like this is another big part of my business because I actually do have a very high ticket offer, which is a mastermind that uh-huh. uh, it's called the Boardroom Mastermind. And cool. um, it is a $15,000 a year mastermind. And right. what we've done in the past, uh, I got a partner on this, but what we, what we did in the past because I do know a lot of people I've been doing this for a long time, and I started to just invite people who were either strong connections or you know just kind of associated connections or whatever. To we did we started this about a, uh, I guess a year and a, 
little over, a little less than a year and a half ago. And we sent out invites to list, say, listen, come to this, come to this meeting that we're going to have, and you know, you're, we're inviting you. This is a fifteen. We told them this is a fifteen thousand dollar year mastermind. We are not going to pitch you on it. We are inviting you because we think this is going to be, a, you know, a great event. If you wish to stay with us, if you wish to join, and you know, you will be. You know, we'll extend the invitation and you can say yes or no. We're going to keep it as, as low pressure as can possibly be. And it was great. Like we probably had like 35 people at the first one and sold about 14. So it was pretty, nice. yeah, it was pretty darn happy about that. And especially because some of them are my, um, what I consider my, um, you know, on my level, they, these weren't people aspiring necessarily to be Brad Costanzo, but uh, we provided enough <laughs> of enough value. They're like, yeah, no, I'm in this. So it's been great. And, the only problem is we don't, although we do have a page set up with information where they can apply, we have never done any cold marketing on this whatsoever. We've used only the people we know and, um, and uh, what do you call it, uh, some referrals, in, internal referrals. And I've been sitting here thinking, okay, well, what would be the best way? Because we're, you know, I'm running out of invites to just send people to say, hey, you want right. to come check this out? And this is one of the things I'm actually planning on. And I do like that. And I actually have thought about doing a workshop, whether it's live or ideally virtual, on solving a specific problem and then letting them know. I mean, obviously, if they if they pay, let's say, $5,000 for that, they're easily qualified for a $15,000 a year mastermind which may even go yeah. up. So I would, that, yeah. Yeah, so that's actually something I am planning on um you know right now and just deciding cuz it's also kind of a it's somewhat of a um of a diverse mastermind. It's not an internet marketing mastermind. Although we've got some great people heavily involved in internet marketing from Roland Frazier in it to uh, a guy who used to run all the digital marketing for Beachbody and just like really Mm -hmm. badass people. But then we have a bunch of real estate investors in there as well who just flip properties. So it's kind of weird, but it's kind of cool. So everybody's learning a little bit of slightly different things, but they're not there's not a ton of overlap. So I'm sitting here going, okay, well, what is that commonality that everybody would want to Kind of know, so I've been toying with that. But I like what you're saying, like you know, using the uh, the marketing you've already got to get a much higher return, et cetera. That's kind of stuff I can kind of get behind. But yeah, you, so okay, so like let's let's just take that as like a hypothetical, right? Like let's say you've got that. That's I think an offer that would appeal to pretty much everybody in your mastermind, right? I mean, there's none of them that mm-hmm. really wouldn't need that. They would all need that. So you have this this six week program, this eight week program. It's five thousand dollars. You enroll twenty people a month into that program. That's a hundred thousand dollars right there. And let's just say of the twenty people per month, I don't know. You get like five enrolling, you totally. know, and that's probably low. I think you would get more, but let's just say you get five of those twenty every month who upgrade to the mastermind. And let's say you bump the price to twenty five thousand. That's a hundred thousand yeah. dollars making on the front end with the first workshop, right? And then the five people that upgrade every month. That's an, or that's another hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Um, into the into the high end mastermind every single month. Yeah. So now you've got this incredibly profitable front end that's bringing in like 1.2 million a year, and then your, you know, your mastermind, depending on how many people you want to have in there, that's bringing in another few million. I mean, that's not too shabby. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Um, and this was definitely um, it's been on top of mind. I actually had a a meeting with my team on this, it was, which is really weird that I forgot about it until just literally now. <laughs> Blocked it out, but. It, had a meeting on our team for what we're doing to get some new fresh blood in there. What I also like about what you said is, especially on this kind of two-step model, which is a two high-ticket offers back-to-back, um, 
by doing that, you're grooming the right type of people for your mastermind. Right. And not just letting, because I, I love like the real estate investors who are in there all doing like seven figures and like awesome. I learn a lot from them, but it's you know it's there's not a, as much homogeneity, I think, as there could be. I don't know. These are just my. Well, no, no, you could. But, but the cool thing is like a you you get to do a couple things. Number one, you get to make sure that they're cool, right? Yeah, I mean, totally. because the last thing you want is someone in your mastermind that's like going to be a pain in the ass or whatever. So like you get to make sure that they're cool. But number two, they've already had this kick-ass introduction to you and your philosophy, and they're all working on the same page. And you know what I mean? And it's like everyone is just kind of moving in the same direction, which I think is really nice to have in a mastermind too. I agree. I agree completely. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Now, are there any other? Things that you've seen, any trends, any things you've seen starting to work better or starting to work less um, than you know than what you've been doing over the past few years, or is it still um, just? I mean, or has it just been trucking along? Like, yeah, it's just so like we when I first rolled this out, we had one webinar that we automated, and we literally ran that exact same webinar for like a year and a half. Nice, and that was our only that was our only lead magnet. We were sending traffic into the same webinar for a year and a half, and it was like it was funny because in that webinar, I would I you know I I uh, recorded it before I got married, and I was like, yeah, so this is pretty cool. I'm you know I'm uh, getting married in a few months. I'm really excited about that. Blah blah blah. By the time a year and a half had gone by, I mean I had already been married. Like we were expecting our first kid, and oh, yeah. every and, like every day I would get emails from people going, hey, congratulations on your upcoming wedding. And I was just like, oh man, I gotta I gotta redo this webinar because it's that the beauty so, uh, of automated webinars. Hey, oh, man, what great. what system do you use right now? Right now we use Stealth Seminar, and Ooh. they are the best in the business because mm-hmm. you see a lot of guys who think they can make money by launching an automated webinar platform, and so they do this big launch, and everybody gets excited about it, but the support just sucks. It just sucks. And with Stealth Seminar, I open a support ticket over there. They're back, they get back to me within two minutes. It's yeah, I got, yeah, Jeff and his team are really good. I've always been a big fan of the um, of the support there. It, I've grown to like you know having used a lot of different softwares over the years. I will gladly pay three times the price for good support because yep. there's nothing more frustrating than you can't get somebody on the phone. They do email only or whatever. Like I mean, mm-hmm. uh, or if their email is like, oh yeah, I'll get back to you in 48 hours. That just sucks when you're trying to use a. Um, a platform like that. Uh, I, I've recently been playing around with EverWebinar, which Mike Filsame and Andy Jenkins just launched, although it's yep. really pretty new. I've, I've, I've set one up. I still, uh, It's been successful so far, but I still use Stealth as well, so I'm trying mm-hmm. different ones out. That's one of the reasons I, I ask. Are you? Let, let me ask you about uh, strategies on automated webinars. So, Because I've been testing a lot of this. I don't have any super conclusive proof, but how long are you giving people when they go to uh, register for the webinar? How far in advance is the webinar? Is it like three days from now? Is it two days? Is it, hey, you can jump on today? It depends on the target market. Okay. Because, you know, like, for example, if you have an offer for dentists, okay, and you're running that webinar like three times a day or something, you know, and like start maybe say 9 a.m., I don't know, 1 p.m. and like 5 p.m., right? And your target market is dentists. Chances are dentists probably will not be able to tune, in, tune into that webinar at any of those times because they're sitting there, you know, filling cavities and doing root canals and stuff. So you're do a 9 p.m. one, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, or whatever, yeah. So, so it like, you know, you experiment, you find the right one. But uh, I will tell you this. 
the sh- shorter the gap between the time people register and the time the webinar starts, the higher your attendance will be. I agree. The shorter the gap between the time they register and the time the webinar starts, the higher your attendance will be. So if you if you properly use automated webinars, right? And for a live webinar, right? Industry average attendance rates are 15, 20, 25%. Yeah, 33 is doing awesome. Yeah, right, exactly. If you got 1,000 people registered for a webinar and 250 people show up, that's considered good. Totally. With an automated webinar, with our automated webinars, we generally get about 75% attendance rate. So we get like three times as many people looking at um, looking at the webinar. And I love live webinars. So does that like include that right so does that include the the quote the the like live one plus the replay? So you're saying seventy no, five just that is just the live one. Okay. What do you attribute what, what do you kind of attribute that to? Is it because you have a shorter gap? Yeah, it's the shorter gap. Yeah. yeah. So this is one of the things I've been testing recently and one of the guys in my mastermind gave me the idea and it was like, yeah, no shit, this makes a lot of sense. So what he was doing and he was doing this manually, not automated. So he'll do a lot of webinars with uh, for JVs. So and he was actually doing it with one of my clients and you know, they'll record the bumpers so, um, you know, like the, he, he and my client did a, an intro and an outro, and then they had it all set up to where it was, it was played through GoToWebinar, but it was like live. And he said, what I will do is let's say the webinar is on Tuesday at one, I will send out my first email, but he goes, I'll, I'll do a webinar at two, three, and four. He goes back to back to back to back. And he goes, I'll send out the very first email at noon. One hour before the whole thing, I was like, "Guys, we're starting now! Go, 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 go!" And then once that thing, you know, rolls over, like if they if they get there at one o'clock, the next one they can join is like at two. The next one they can join is at three. And he is murdering it, just doing so so well. And that's where I was thinking, yeah, why are we giving people? I hate it when I sign up for a webinar that's three days from now. Nah. But uh, so what? This is one of the things I've been trying. Uh, and I used ever I was using I am using ever webinar for this just because it, it was a little bit easier to do than uh, stealth at the moment but um, which is just whenever somebody gets there to the to the uh, to the site it's starting at the top of the half hour like there's I'm only doing one like I'm testing this out to say look there's only one webinar you can sign up for it just so happens to start in the next within the next 30 minutes and That's what we do cool. Cool. So you're doing it too, uh, and I guess it is pretty easy to do it with uh, stealth. I just, I'm never the one who. Well, stealth, they'll set it up for you. You just go, hey, yeah. you want a webinar that starts whatever That's every half an hour. They're like, cool. We'll give we it, got it. We'll get back to you twenty minutes, yeah. and it's all set up. And you're like, great. Yeah. That is a good point. I don't know why I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, worried about setting that up. But um, okay, so you've been doing that too. That's good. That I, I love the validation because I'm about two weeks into the test. So far, I'm liking what I'm seeing. So. Um, now, are you giving people, quote, encores or replays? We'll send out a replay like a couple days later. Mm-hmm. But most of our action comes from people signing up directly from that webinar. So we're getting like, I don't even know, 350, 400 people applying every month to work with us. It's just like, Dude, it's just crazy. That's yeah. fantastic. Now, are yeah. you, on the on replays, do you, because I'm split testing this right now to get some data as well. Um, do you do a replay with kind of the uh, the call to action always visible, or do you still kind of time that and make them wait for the call to action on a replay? Uh, I think we send them to 
a video page where the call to action is always visible, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. That's but what's winning. That's, that's what's winning for me right now. I've yeah. noticed that when I yeah, I've noticed when I do a kind of a timed call to action on the on the replay, like they just get off of it. And I give yeah, up. That was like a whole that was like a whole thing back in the you know like a like a couple of years ago where it was like all these delayed buy buttons and mm-hmm. stuff. And even when I was doing um you know selling info products using sales letters and stuff like that, the delayed buy button I don't I just I never got better results with it ever. Yeah. Never once. Well, it's like just I've always the chance to sign up. I've always wondered why the hell people do it in the, especially in the make money or internet marketing market. Like, hey, dude, we all know what you're doing. We all know you're about to show. If you're in the crochet business or you're in the fitness business, people aren't as used to seeing that kind of stuff. So maybe yep. it works in the make money business. I'm like, oh my god, I'm just gonna, I'll leave. Actually, I'll look at the code and then I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll find out where you're taking me to. I'll look, you know, in the source code, but. um that's really interesting. Any other uh, – any anything – I mean this has been awesome. I, I could probably <laughs> talk to you about this for, for days. But you know we're coming up here on about an hour and I want to respect your time. But um, well, let's talk about – yeah, let's talk about you. Like I mean I, I guarantee there's some people out there who are listening like, man, I got some either good information in me. I'm either consulting right now and not doing it like I could or I wonder if I could and I wonder if, if I've got – a you know, a high ticket consultant in me, but you have a lot of resources for this. You want to go ahead and tell yeah, people yeah, where yeah. they can find those? Yeah. Okay. So if you guys want to engage with what we're talking about, so we've been talking about like, okay, these webinar funnels and what the hell does that look like? If you want to see that in action, you can see mine. If you go to clientsondemand.com forward slash webinar, that's clientsondemand.com forward slash webinar. Go there, sign up, watch the webinar, check it out, you know, take a look at what we're doing. And if you're like, God, this makes a lot of sense, then come and apply to talk to us and you'll find the link to talk to us um, right there in the webinar. And if we feel like it's a fit, if you feel like it's a fit, you know, we'll work together. Like I said, we have about 350, 400 people a month reaching out to work with us. We accept about, I don't know, 25, 30 most months. So depending on, you know, how, how many people I want to let in, but you know, either way, give it a shot because, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Um, the other thing that I think you ought to do is we have a free Facebook group where we spend all day long just talking about the exact same kind of stuff me and Brad have been talking about. And that's um, uh, clientsondemand.com forward slash Facebook. Clientsondemand.com forward slash Facebook. You can come to the group. You can come hang out. And I'm, I'm in the group. Yep. In yep. I, I love the group. I'm in there and I lurk quite a bit. Um, that's fantastic. And, you know, if – and obviously on the webinar, people can go through. You'll, you'll, you're going to take them in more detail down the the process that you take your clients on right, like, and actually, what's what's great about it is people can see, you know, what you're, you know, doing, and as as long as if they're enjoying it and they think they can do it, they can set up a time to talk to you. And obviously, you're not taking everybody. I, I have a feeling if you're getting 400 people uh, requesting you, you're there's no high pressure, you know, pitch because you don't need them if it's not right for them. You don't sell them. So um, that's right. That's right. Yeah. We, we actually, I mean, like, look, it's, it's crazy because we don't even make an offer to most of the people that we talk to. You know, a lot of the people, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, come sign up or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're really picky about who we work with. But we like, we really are. Like, I looked at the numbers the other day and we don't even, you know, we, we go and we get on the phone with people. We'll give them really good value for like an hour. But we only even make an invitation to a small percentage of the people we talk to. It's pretty crazy. Interesting. If, if you don't, if you don't want to answer this, don't. But I'm just total ballpark curiosity. What kind of ad spend does it typically take you to generate 350 to 400 applicants per month? We spend 
Most months, ten to fifteen thousand dollars on advertising. And your offer and is how much? Oh, uh, we won't talk about that. Oh, okay. But we spent oh, we spent ten to fifteen thousand dollars most months on advertising, and uh, we make back. I don't know. I have to do the math, but like fifteen, twenty bucks for every dollar we spend. Yeah, I was gonna say I have a feeling that it <laughs> the break even point is pretty low. On... Well, the break even point is stupid. Like that's the thing. Like, and that's the power of a high ticket offer. It's like, look, you know. Okay, so I will tell you this, right? It costs us, um, you know, anywhere from like thirty to fifty bucks or something like that to get someone on the um, to get somebody on the phone. And these are averages I'm giving. Okay, so it yeah. does change from month to month. You know, some months it's harder to get people. You know, and some months we have a good money. You know, so it does it does vary a little bit. But like, let's say you get you're spending I don't know fifty. Let's say you're spending a hundred bucks to get somebody on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. Brad, how many people would you have to speak to before you found somebody that would take you know take you up on your five thousand dollar program? It's like. I'm sure it's not that many. No, you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. So the, that's why the break-even point just gets stupid. Because like I'm sure if you talk to five people at the most, you would close at least one of them. Mm-hmm. And then it's like even if you were spending $100 to get someone on the phone, then you're spending $500 to, to, to make $5,000. It's like, yeah. I, I will do that all day long. Yeah. You know, this is, a, this is another funny little math thing where I was talking to a friend of mine who um, – he actually is run. He's got a very well-established mastermind in the real estate investment uh, uh, area. Jason Medley with Collective Genius, and oh, cool, yeah. And Jason's a Jason's a really close friend. And he, um, I was just talking with him, and I was like, yeah. So I, I, I saw some of your ads on Facebook. He's like, yeah, I, I haven't done a whole lot of those, but I'm doing them now. He's like, what are you spending? He's like, ah, I probably spent about a thousand dollars a month on Facebook. He's like, are you running them? He's like, no, nah, I got a guy running them. I'm paying him two thousand dollars a month. To manage it, so he's he's spending twice as much on the manager as he is, you know, as he is on this ad spend. And he goes, but shit, dude, if I get one person, uh, his is like a fifteen or twenty thousand dollar, you know, your mastermind. He's yeah. like, it's like it's a no brainer. And that was one of those like, I kind of laughed about because in the very beginning I thought, oh well, who? That's ridiculous. Who would do that? Who would spend twice as much on their manager fee as their as their ad spend? But well, you know, once more, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> one client pays for everything. <laughs> so that's that's beautiful man russ i really appreciate your time this has been great uh you have helped you, you gave me a couple ideas and helped clear up a couple of these little sticking points that i kind of had in my head so i really appreciate you doing this and i know that my audience out there is likely eating this up because um i know for a fact in interacting with a lot of the listeners that i have that i do have a lot of consultants and pe- or people trying to do that on the um you know, listening in on iTunes and all that. So I encourage all of them to go check out your stuff over at clientsondemand.com or slash webinar slash Facebook and, you know, kind of join the fun, especially on Facebook. That's a great place to learn a lot of a lot of stuff, especially as you kind of hone your skills and, you know, figure this all out. There's a great community. Everybody's very, very giving in there. And that's one of the, you know, that's one of the nice things. I, I like what you've done with that community because a lot of folks who teach this high-end stuff want to hoard all the information. Like, no, I'm not going to give away any of this stuff because it is relatively simple. There's few moving parts to the business. There's some intricacies to make it work really well, but it's not like, you know, an insanely complex business model. But I like the fact that you provided a community for people to get in there and learn and, you know, learn from each other. And it's not, you know, not being selfish with it at all. So I think you, you've done a great thing for the for the community there. Um, 
for unless you have anything else, I'm just going to tell everybody to go check your stuff out as well as to uh, subscribe on iTunes, guys. If you're if you're not listening to this, like if you saw this, uh, you know, a link to this audio and maybe it's on my blog and you're just listening right there click the little button there that says subscribe on itunes and you won't miss an episode every single one of these episodes i i mentioned in the very beginning with russ i was like i don't have people on here that i don't have you know very authentic and applicable curiosity about uh every single one of these i am i am trying to get actionable advice and information out of all my guests so that I can put it to use but then also you guys can put it to use uh, fortunately one of the one of the best compliments I re- and I receive this quite a bit is that Brad you should be charging for these shows because I can actually use them I'm not just you know giving you a bunch of crap so uh, the best thing you can do for me is to send me an email at askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com talk about it on social media talk about it with your friends uh, shoot me over a a review on iTunes. I will read them. I guarantee it. And um, until next time, hey Russ, man, I really appreciate all the time. I look forward to interacting with you in the in the group and following up with you. And if there's anything else I can do for you, just feel free to let me know. Likewise, man. It was my pleasure. Cool. All right, guys. Over and out. See you next time. <laughs>